A scripture reading will be taken from Romans chapter 8, verse 17 through 27. Romans 8, 17 through 27. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also glorify together, be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectations of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the, that same, the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the fruit, first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan with ourselves, excuse me, we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we have with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intersections, intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. You may be seated. It is good God thought we were worthy and that we were worthy for dying for. That's a good thing. Amen. When, when somebody is willing to die for you, in spite of what you have done, in spite of how you have acted, and, and if you just think about it, it, that person is willing to be forgiven when they do something to you. That's showing that you have that same love that God has for us. But you know, just before giving the text, uh, uh, I think think about what I've heard or what I hear my minister say time and time again in his prayer. And in his prayer, he says, we pray that there be no interruptions and no distractions. Amen. This morning, we want to talk about don't be distracted. Amen. <laughs> don't be distracted. There are so many things uh, that do so. And without question, we are heirs of God. Amen. 
and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And by his spirit, we are led and we are guided in all truth. God's spirit searches our heart and makes intercessions for us according to the will of God. We are saved by hope, but we also know hope that is seen is not hope. And sometimes we can get or become distracted in our search for God. Distraction means to be sidetracked or diverted, to turn aside from a course or direction. Anybody, anybody ever been in the store? You went to the store to get something and you're going down the aisle and you get distracted and you pick up that which you were distracted from and then all of a sudden you don't remember what you was down going out of the aisle for. And sometimes you even get home. If it, that ain't what I went to the store for. Distraction. Distraction is the thing in this world that separates us from the very direction we need to go. Distraction can cause injury and sometimes death. Some people cannot chew gum and walk at the same time. It's a distraction. They're so distracted on chewing that they're beginning to walk at the same chew. And they start chewing faster, they start walking faster. Distraction. Here are some examples of natural distractions if this doesn't, if that doesn't help you. In a car, a distraction can come from texting or talking on the phone. I, I've seen it too many times. I'm driving and this car keeps weaving back and forth, and, and, and I, I got to get on out of here. You pull and go past and you can just see him texting. Eating or drinking while driving. That, that, don't drop a french fry. <laughs> or, 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 a piece, or a piece of lettuce or something between where you're driving. Or don't be turning up a bottle of drink to get that last drop. I'm talking about popping water now. I ain't talking about some of all these other drinks. But don't do that while driving. It's a distraction. It can cause an accident. What also can cause an accident is if you arguing with the person next to you or arguing at the car next to you. How about when you're cooking? Getting your meal together and you're on the phone. Or you're watching a movie while you're cooking. I ain't talking about no cooking show either. Your favorite program. Or someone calls you outside while you have a pot on the stove. That can cause your meal to show, come up and be just as horrible. I mean, who wants a peanut butter jelly sandwich and got mustard on it. 
or you boiling corn and rather than getting salt on it, you got onion drops. And, and, and saints, don't be talking to somebody while, uh, while money's being counted back to you. You don't know whether you're getting the right amount of change or you being gypped. And, and a man getting a haircut for a wedding. If it's one thing he don't want, he don't want that barber to get distracted. I don't even care if you're getting a, a clean shave because you already got a bald head. You don't want no nick. And you go into a wedding with a band-aid on top of your head. All these things, whether it be a car, cooking, haircut, counting money, you don't want distractions because when these things happen, you are not focused, but you are sidetracked. You are turned from your course. But the worst distraction that can happen to a person is being distracted from the word of God. Amen. When God is speaking to you, you don't want to be distracted. If you are speaking to God, you don't want to be distracted. For an example, when there is a move of God and someone is speaking a prophecy or speaking directly to a person, that is not the time to strike up a conversation with the person next to you. So if that be the case, if someone has their hands lifted up praising God and you come in late or at any time, why would you ask them, how's it going? <laughs> a ring in cell phone is a distraction. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Where, where, how did we ever get along in church before the cell phone? Right. I mean, most, some folks got them locked to their hip. It's a tether. Can't get along without it. Did y'all know we got, a, we got a sign right outside that wall that says, turn cell phones off? I, I wonder what would happen if I changed that and said, leave all cell phones at the door. It's a distraction. Don't allow anyone or anything to distract you or get you out of the, get you out of the way of being able to hear from God. Amen. Did you know Satan has a world full of devices to distract you? He uses or he will use things you love the most. Or things that bother you the most. Could be your children. Children that have been a distraction to you. Could be sports. Getting quiet. Could be hobbies. Relationships. Could be your job. Becomes a distraction. 
so focused on, on work that you're not listening to what God is saying. Amen. Even marriage, they all can distract you and cause you not to hear from God. Once again, Paul said in verse 38 of chapter uh, 8, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Now, if we can look at this verse and, and really look at what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, I am not going to let these things become a distraction. He's saying, I am not going to let these things stop me from receiving my blessing. Amen. Did you know when you are distracted, you miss out? Amen. You miss out. If you are looking up in the sky, as an example, watching for a meteor, and somebody, hey man, hey, and you turn, and the meteor strikes, you done missed it. Ain't no, ain't no rerun. You can't. Well, will you try that again? God, will you sit that me down again? I missed it. You miss it. I, I remember. I remember being at a football game. Watching the game. And all of a sudden. The man breaks out. And the person turns to me and says something. I said, what you say? I missed the whole play. Being at the game, and I'm talking about a high school game. See, if you're at a, at a Michigan game, you can get the rerun. Right, right, right. But being at a high school game, ain't no rerun. <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody cheering. Yeah, what happened? What happened? I missed it. Why? I was distracted. Don't allow anyone or anything distract you. Now, if God has your attention, don't give it to someone else. Amen. Think about it. When, when you are distracted, it will turn you from your course. You will miss out on something. Death and life. Don't allow the fear of death to be your life. Don't allow it to distract you from serving and seeking and believing. Don't allow the hope or love of life distract you. Don't let an angel, rather good or bad, distract you. A good angel will not attempt to separate you. Amen. Amen. A bad angel, which is the devil, cannot affect you. So point being, the key is don't let anything distract you Amen. what God is trying to say. Principalities and powers don't allow the government with their words and tactics distract you from focusing on what is right and holy. Amen. Things present and things to come. Whether they are things that you, you enjoy or things you are presently enduring. Whatever future thing it may be, don't allow it to distract you from seeking the Lord. 
and doing the will of the Lord. The scriptures have already told us there are things that are to come and things that will come. Now, in the, in the book of Judges, we know Samson was distracted. Huh? His wife crying because he would not give him the riddle. Delilah complaining because he would not give her where his strength was. Samson's weakness and distraction was women. And it cost him his sight. Don't allow a person, whether male or female, to cause you to lose your sight, your vision, your goal and direction. Don't lose sight of what God has called you to do. If God said it, don't be moved by tears, emotions, and feelings. Those are distractions. And, and we, we know David had distractions, huh? Just, just to name one, in 1 Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 1, Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number the people. Anytime God is directing you, Satan is somewhere trying to distract you. This distraction can cause you delay and miss a blessing or lose something that is meant for you. Amen. Even in the mercy of God, he, he always gives you a makeup. But how, yeah, I know whatever God has for me, I wore first time round. Mm, huh? I mean, I, it's, it's kind of like when, when you, you go and get something to eat. I mean, y'all know me. I, I love a good steak. It ain't nothing like eating it when it's hot, right off the grill. And if I don't eat it all, I'll take it home. But you know what? When I take it home and warm it up, the warm-up is not as good as the original mm. cook. Amen. Right. Now, I know <laughs> the blessings of God don't change, but I still want it first time round. I don't want to be distracted and miss out on the blessing of God. But verse 7 says, God was dis displeased and he smote Israel. David was given three choices to choose from because he done, did what he shouldn't have done. Thank God Jesus has come and freed us from these choices that has to be made. Such consequences that we have to take. But let me share with you some of someone who Satan tried to distract. But it did not work. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Mark says he was driven immediately by the Spirit. Whatever is a person's weakest state, lacking the very essentials of life, Satan will tempt you. Amen. Satan is not going to attack you when you are strong or where you are strong. 
But he wants to attack when you are weak and down. Anybody experience that? Has anyone ever noticed that he attacks you from the back? Not man enough to front you face to face in the power that you have. In spite of the things you lack, let it not be the word of God. Whatever the word of God Whenever the word of God in you is present, you have what is needed. Amen. Because you can fall back on. It is brought back to your remembrance. But when you are lacking, that's when things get distracted. Amen. Remember, a distraction turns you from your course. The spirit of God keeps you on your course. Verse 2 said, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. When we see the word fast, we, we seem to only think about food. But it's, it's more than that. There are a lot more things that we need to abstain from besides food that can cause distractions. In fact, Naturally, we use other things to cause us to be distracted from food. When I'm fasting from food, let, let, me, let me go to a good movie. And, and that way, I won't think about eating. But what happens when you go to the movie, they show commercials showing you food that you want to eat. So you've been distracted from what you were distracting from. When you fast and lose weight, you distract your mind to do anything to cause you to forget food. Anything. But when you fast for God, it is more than just fasting from food. There's a total denial of the fleshly things the flesh wants. The flesh desires that you may be totally committed and in tune with God that you may hear his voice. See, when you're trying to hear from God, your flesh is always doing something to distract you from hearing God. Amen. Always. Just, I mean, you ain't even hungry. And all of a sudden you say, I'm going to fast and hear from God. Now all of a sudden your stomach start growling. <laughs> you start smelling, go riding down the road smelling, oh, I need to go. All of a sudden, you ain't thinking about God no more. God wants to talk to us because, but there's always such distractions. Yeah. Or you get past that and, you, and you, you're really, really ready to, to just think about the Lord and your husband comes in and does something crazy. Done turns you off. Not you, you don't even know who God is. And don't let me get on husbands. Wives can do some things too. Children can definitely do some things. You 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 tune you right there. 
and they do something crazy. Distractions. And I'm talking about being distracted from really worshiping the Lord. Lord, I really need to hear from you. Lord, I need to hear in this situation. Oh, Lord. Saints, I, I never will forget when I was seeking the Lord about a matter. And I just said, I'm, I'm just going to go in the room and I started praying. And started just, just deep prayer, cutting everything out. And, and all of a sudden, I felt something. Ooh, I got distracted. Just, I mean, it could be, it could be a, a, the wind blew from a window open and the drape hit you. And you feel, you don't know what it, but you got distracted. Now you got to start all over again. I mean, even, even showing you about distraction, if there's one thing I would do, I want to protect. And me and Rosie used to just walk around the block when we was at Jefferson, and we'd be looking at the houses, and we'd be talking, oh, look at there, look at there. And, and I'm, I'm watching, there's a big old hole. I said, babe, watch out, don't, don't, don't step. Okay, and I got distracted. And I stepped right into the hole I told her not to step in. <laughs> I was no longer there. Amen. I mean, I went, it's just like a cartoon. Rosalind turned around, Tony. She had to help me out of the hole that I told her not to step in. You got to stay focused. You got to stay focused. So, when you fast, you are not fasting for God. God, I'm fasting for you. No, you ain't. I don't need, I don't need you to fast for me. You are fasting to hear from him. It is your flesh that blocks you from him. Your flesh, if you have not figured it out, is a distraction. Amen. Amen. In any and every kind of way, there's something about your flesh that will distract you from God. Amen. Verse 3 says that when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. One, Satan challenged Jesus' sonship. Guess what? Satan is challenging your sonship as well. Amen. He's challenging who you say you are. And if he can't challenge you directly, he will use a vessel. Yeah. Amen. I don't know how many times somebody said, and you call yourself a preacher. Mm. No, God called me to preach. But I'm not going to stand here and let you challenge my sonship with him. God is my father and I'm the son. Yes. But you are going to be challenged because of the stands that you make. Amen. How many times has a husband and wife got into an argument and, and, and one of them say, 
And you, you say you, you call yourself a Christian. Challenging. Don't get distracted. Now, knowing Jesus had not eaten, he challenged him with food. When you have not eaten from the word, you will be challenged. Yeah. A natural full stomach does not stop an empty spirit from being challenged. I don't care how much you eat, it don't change your spiritual position. If you are not filled with the word, you will be distracted and separated. Amen. Now, look at verse 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. If you are the property of God, you cannot live without the word of God. Amen. You cannot distract and tempt Jesus with food. That, that ain't going to work. Huh? Jesus being the son of God, you can't tempt him with food. Because he is the bread. Yes, yes. <laughs> Will hunger distract you? Are we distracted because we have not eaten? Have we been driven into the wilderness? Or have we went out into the world ourselves? See, it's, it's one thing for sure. I mean, let's, let's talk natural. If you're hungry and you're about to take a long journey and you know that there ain't no restaurants between point A and point B, you go eat before you go. Oh, yeah. Let's pack some sandwiches. Bridget, when you make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, make sure you ain't distracted and put mustard in it. <laughs> but you're going to make sure you have what is needed. So on the same note, when you are going from point A to B, I don't care, it was from, from home to work, from home to the grocery store, have the word of God yes. Yes. already fed in you. Yes. Yes. Daily. You know, uh, uh, Sister Regina always putting out there daily bread. Your daily bread, the word of God is your daily bread. Amen. And daily we should be eating something. Even in what's being said right now, there's going to come some distraction when you leave. Don't allow that to distract you from what the word has said. I'm not going to let anything separate me from the love of Christ. Not even a silly little attitude that somebody may have when they leave. How many of you that? that I ain't looking at nobody. Husband and wives. Daughters and, and moms. Fathers and sons. Did I miss any? Friends. Brothers and sisters. Don't let anything distract you. Now, Jesus said, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. Yeah. Are we as hungry 
for the word as we are food. I mean, do you know, now me personally, when I know that I have to, to share the word, I have, I'm focused, I don't eat. I don't eat before I come preach. It just does something to me. And I've done this for so long, it, it, it don't mean nothing. And if I eat before I get up and preach, I'm telling you, it just, it just changes things. But believe me, when I finish, I don't want to be distracted. We got to go somewhere, someplace. But the thing is, are we the same way with the word of God? How long do we go before we get hungry for the word? How long do we have a conversation before the word gets in there? Let me tell you what, what Jesus said. Let me tell you the, the experience. How long can we go before we need to feast? But let's go on. Verse 5. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. I mean, you know, you, you, get, you, you put the devil in his place. Do you think he's just going to quit? I, I'm going to let this person alone. They didn't put me in my place one time. No. Ain't going to work that way. And saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, still challenging his sonship. Amen. Cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Doesn't it sound like he is saying, if you are the one, kill yourself. And the angels will pick you up. You call yourself the son of God. If God is your father, throw yourself down. This spirit is so strong today. All you hear about is suicide. Kill yourself. Don't let Satan distract you from life that you choose death. Amen. Don't be distracted thinking that this life ends at death. Do you, I mean, young folks today think, well, when I die, I'm just going to be asleep. Uh, not so. There's going to be a transfer from feeling a little bit of pain in your heart to a whole lot of pain in your flesh that you will have forever. It's called eternal damnation. Now, didn't, didn't Joshua say choose this day? Life or death? Okay, let's weigh it. Eternal life, damnation. Is that a hard, is that a hard question? Is that a hard choice? Are you going to allow something to distract you 
into damnation. Choose you to stay. Joshua said, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Huh? Me and, me and Rod, we're going to serve the Lord. The day she decided she wanted to come live with us. Guess what? Yeah, you got it. Because you, you're part of my house. Anybody want to come live with Pastor? You're going to serve the Lord. Do you know that's how come some folks leave? Because they don't want to serve the Lord. Verse 7. Jesus said unto him. Y'all notice Jesus always starts out the same way. It is written. It's not this is my opinion. This is how I feel about the matter. No. It is written. Again. Thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Satan uses scriptures, but does not have the life of them. We do. In fact, the scriptures is our life. Amen. For in him we live and move and have our being. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. He came that we might have life and that more abundantly. Verse 8, again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain. He, he just don't know when to quit, do he? And show him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Don't be distracted with the things of this world. Amen. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there. Amen. Jesus wasn't distracted. Here we see Jesus being tempted with the sin of idolatry. Don't allow the high places and positions of this world to distract you from the position God has placed you in. He that is humble, God will exalt in his season and time. And, and, and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. He cannot give Jesus what is not his. He cannot give you what he does not own. So many times people say, I promise you. I, you can't promise me nothing. Your life ain't even promised to you. Even in our conversation, and we don't say it enough, if it's the Lord's will and I live, I'll do this. Amen. And I'll do that. If Satan puts you up on a pinnacle, watch out. A pinnacle is the tallest or highest point. Let me tell y'all something. Coming up in my position, the ministry that Father put me in, the pastor told me you're going to be my 
assistant pastor. Oh, you talking about being, he already had assistant pastor, but when he could not go to a uh, service, he sent me. Oh, there were several ministers there, and I was actually up under them. They were called before I was. But I was being lifted up, elevated, put on a position I shouldn't have been. Had me a robe. Well, I'm, I'm going back, y'all. Oh, I couldn't get the three stripes for theology, so I had a cross, a red cross put on a robe. So I could talk and swing like the best of them. You couldn't tell me nothing. I ain't asking for no witness right now. I'm, I'm just talking about self. Head was big as the fan. And God gave me a revelation. And I knew it was God. And I stood on that revelation. But that revelation was against the teaching of that church. And I stood on it. And you know what happened? The carpet that I was standing on, the rug, was snatched right off from under me. And I fell flat on my face. And that pastor said, you cannot serve here no more. You will harm my people. I said, when they become your people, I thought they were the people of God. You got to go. I was licensed and I was ordained. He took them. See, I, I did the dumb thing, but I, 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 put, his, I put my license and ordination in the file at the church. What you've been given, don't give it to nobody. Amen. Keep it in your own house. <laughs> it's not for me to take it back. But he stopped everything. Not knowing what the deal was. I mean, I left. We, we journeyed to this place and this place. We had to go back to this place. But see, when God began to elevate, when God began to exalt, after I learned, and I'm not going to even say we, after I learned to submit myself unto God Amen. and do what he wanted me to do, how he wanted me to do, and not be distracted by what people were saying. Because all the time people were saying things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, that, that wasn't working. God was simply saying, shut up and sit down. Wait for me to move. Because when I move, it's all going to happen. And until I stop getting distracted from people and things and positions, and being highly exalted, until I learned that, 
I wasn't going nowhere. And saints, it was not just miserable for me. It was miserable for her too. I was a misery for everybody around me. She could have said, well, you know what? And so many wives have done it. Forget you. I'm going to move on. I'm going to find me somebody else. Don't they do it? So if Satan puts you on a pinnacle, watch out. This could be position at work, church, even in your home. Don't allow these things to get you or get in your head to make you think you somebody that you are not. Look at, look at how the king of England began to act. At his first moments of being the king. <laughs> Pushing pins. And somebody told me, if you don't like the pins they put in there, get your own pin. I, I'd, I'd rather be like the songwriter that said, Lord, lift me up where I belong. Not where I want to be, but where I need to be. Then said Jesus in verse 10, get thee hence, Satan. What is it? For it is what? Not my opinion. It is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came. And ministered unto him. If you just totally surrender unto the Lord and his word, submit yourself to him, resist the devil, he will flee. Amen. That's who need to be getting out of here. Don't be singing the song, I beat the devil running and I'm glad about it. You ain't got nothing to be glad about if you beat him running. Jesus is what we need and we can rest assured that when we when we are not distracted we can be directed and with that my time is up i thank you for yours